If you're listening to this episode, I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now. No judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time. Yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at www.dontea.co forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay, back to the episode. So what I'm referring to with all of this is incongruency. And once you understand the difference between being congruent and being incongruent, I can, without a doubt, say you will stop taking things personally and you will not be offended when someone says you are. Hi, loves. I'm Dantea Mitchell-Hunter, your new fave self-worth therapist, and this is detox therapy. Quick note, even though I'm a fully licensed therapist, this show is not a replacement for therapy. If you find yourself needing a therapist, definitely search for one in your area. Now, if you want to work with me though, and you live in Washington, Georgia, or DC, then please go to my website at soireesintherapy.com and book your free 15-minute consultation. Welcome back, loves. I hope you are ready for today's show. Today, we are going to be talking about something that gets under our skin. It gets under a lot of our skins, actually. Skins, multiple skins. You get it. All of us together, it all gets under our skin. Most of us, I can say that it gets under our skin. Okay. You know, um, that thing that happens to a lot of us when you're told not to take it personally, right? Like, oh my gosh, why'd you take it so personal? You took that personally or that's a you problem. That sounds like a personal issue, that kind of thing, right? Which is a time and a place for that. However, we're talking about when people say that and that's all they say. They give you nothing else behind it. Just like, oh, you're taking it personally. On to the next thing, right? And you're just left there stuck. So when that happens, you know, you still have to put on, you still have that like nagging feeling that something just is not lining up, right? And now you have to put on your beret and shawl to play Detective Holmes because you're trying to figure out like what is really going on. So what I'm referring to with all of this is incongruency. And once you understand the difference between being congruent and being incongruent, I can, without a doubt, say you will stop taking things personally and you will not be offended when someone says you are. You know, that thing that happens when information, reality, and behaviors just aren't lining up. The feeling when you told a friend not to tell a personal story, right? And then someone outside of your circle is approaching you about it. So you ask your friend, like, hey, you know, if, if she told anyone. And her response is, no, I didn't tell anybody. 
and you're stuck, confused, and crazed. Yeah, that feeling. When you try to seek out the clarity, clarity's denied. Now you're left holding the bag, kind of like, mm, mm, okay, that feeling. This is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now. You tell I'm excited. <laughs> because a huge part of my life was was like living in a world of incongruency, which now that I think about it, it is definitely like living in the same world, a similar world of gaslighting. Anyways, I'm very familiar with incongruent situations, but I never called it that, right? I used to call it, uh, well, actually I was a child when I first started to have these feelings that come out of being um, in incongruent situations. So I didn't have a word for it. I would just feel anxious and and find ways to get the truth or at least make attempts for the confusion to feel less confusing. It wasn't until much, much later when I was an adult, I learned that this phenomenon is called incongruency. So the experience of living in confusion and basically telling yourself that confusion is reality And you find ways to live in a constant state of confusion as if that's normal. Does that make sense? Okay, this is probably a good time to give an example. So let's get into the story. So like I said before, there was a long period of my life that was wrapped up in incongruent situations. Like as a child, I would... (laughs) Like as a child, I would ask my mom if she was okay. And her response was, yes. And her body response was laying in a bed with a scrunched up forehead and tears in her eyes. It confused me because the words I am hearing don't match what I'm seeing. So I would ask, are you sure? She responded back in a snappy way and said, yes, now leave me alone. Right. And I just want to kind of say something about that. It just really highlights how our society, you know, uh, we feel like even when you're not okay, say you're okay, which leads to a whole bunch of other stuff. Let's talk about that another time. Okay. So when this, when this kind of stuff happens, when these interactions happen, it leaves the body in a state of confusion, anxiety, and even depression. And even honestly, trauma starts to, before trauma triggers start to form because now it appears that because of you asking in this situation, my, my child self asking for clarity. Now there's a problem. The asking of the clarity creates the problem. Not that there was already something to be discussed. Not that there was already a problem maybe happening for my mom. Me asking for clarity is the problem. And for the record, clarity Let me define clarity. Clarity means coherency, transparency, and the act of being understood. And it is not abnormal. In fact, the act of seeking clarity is extremely healthy and can bring in a higher level of connection, truth, and vulnerability. Who doesn't want that? (laughs) I do. Sign me up, sign me up, right? Now, the reason why some 
feel threatened by clarity moments is because they, as the receiver, right, the person who is being asked the to ask to provide the transparency is not willing to provide that information, right? So this can be for many reasons. The receiver uh, is afraid of speaking the truth, afraid of how their truth will be received, how it will change the ongoing dynamics in the relationship, or even they just don't know how to think critically of themselves and that frustrates them which can oftentimes lead to gaslighting the asker, manipulating the asker, or even ghosting the asker, right? I know you've been there. I have. And I'll be honest, I've definitely been this person. When someone will try to ask me for clarity, how come I said this and you did that? Or how come um, when we were on the phone, the door doorbell rang and you quickly got off the phone? Like, what was that about, right? And instead of me just being honest, I would gaslight them or I would try to manipulate them and make them feel like what they think they're experiencing is not actually what's happening, right? That whole thing happens. Okay, so back to the story. So because incongruency was the backdrop to my life, I constantly entered relationships with cowardness to express myself if there was something I needed an understanding on. And when I didn't get the whole truth, I would be told to stop taking it personally. Let it go. You're being too sensitive. So all I heard was, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. It's me that's making this too much. And that went on for years. I mean, years. I walked around with that that burden, really, that I'm the problem. I'm always asking for the most, right? When I'm really just asking for clarity. And so it was, it took a lot for me to really shake from, from that, um, burden. Sometimes it still comes up for sure. However, it's definitely not there. It's not, it's not driving my life, you know, anymore. Okay. So now you might be wondering, but Dontea, how do you know when someone is telling the truth and when they are not? My short answer, you will just know. My logical, more clinically developed answer is, you know, we aren't magical genies. There's no surefire way to know. However, what you will know is, like, is if it feels congruent or incongruent. You will know that. Like, if someone says, hey, how was your weekend? And they look back down at their computer or immediately take a phone call, like, right as they are finishing the question to you. That's incongruent. The expressed desire doesn't match the behavioral outcome. Me asking you, how was your weekend? Right? That's a question. Meaning I want a response back. And if I take a phone call, I'm not then going to be there to listen for your response back. So leaves the person, the receiver of the question, like, oh, do they really want to know? Well, why would they take a phone? All right. All that happens. So, you know, because another way to understand this, you know, because uh, it's similar to feeling your intuition. Feeling when something doesn't make sense is, is similar to this. It's a feeling that is hard to shake. And on top of that, you know, when all the pieces line up and when they don't, you get that feeling of relaxation and, ah, oh, that makes sense when all the pieces line up, right? 
So when someone who I thought was becoming a close friend started to behave towards me like people she expressed disinterest in, I attempted to have a clarity conversation with her and her response was, no, everything's fine. We're good. And then the next day I would walk into a community room and she would immediately get up and leave. And she also stopped texting me. This drove me insane. I could not figure it out. And of course, like telling a story right now in real time, it's like, uh, duh, it's obvious. She was icing you out, girl. Duh. However, when you're in it, right? Like when it's happening to you in that moment, you're not the reader of the story. You're the damn character, right? And you're not sure if you're the protagonist or antagonist at this point in, in the dynamics of the relationship. So anyways, it wasn't until a fellow coworker listened to my concerned confusion and she said, oh, you're saying her behavior isn't congruent with what she's telling you. And just like that, a light bulb went off in my head and my body started to relax and the anxiety left. That's when things were becoming congruent for me. Because it made sense. Like my coworker said, you're saying her behavior isn't congruent with what she's telling you. Behaviors are not matching her words, right? Her behavior is not matching her words of intention, right? So in that moment, I realized, ah, I am the one trying to get clarity and she's the one choosing to be deceitful. Up to that point, I had tried numerous times to try to understand what was going on between us. I tried ignoring signs, right? Because again, maybe maybe I'm making this up. Maybe I'm thinking too much. Maybe it's all my head. I'm taking it personally. I even scheduled uh, social events with her. Um, most times, you know, she wasn't available all of a sudden now. And still no truth from her. So when this epiphany moment happened, I knew there was no need to continue to seek the truth from someone who wasn't able to provide it. And all I could do was focus on myself and what I needed to move, what I needed to do to move forward and get out of this crazed place I had been living in for some time. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, living in a place that's congruent is a life changing act to practice every day. So here's how to, here's how to, um, as some say, not give a fuck. I'm going to say how to stop taking things personally. When you try to seek clarity from someone and they don't provide it, it may even act cold or rude towards you. Look at the situation and say to yourself, that's on them. They can either tell me what's going on. Tell me if something occurred between us that I should know about. And until then, I'm going to focus on what makes me happy because this, this whole thing definitely does not. And I'm going to engage with relationships that are uplifting, can provide clarity and choose not to let me walk around feeling confused and pretending that I'm Sherlock fucking Holmes, right? (laughs) Okay, so remember... You want your body to feel as relaxed as possible from any given moment. I understand life happens, right? It's not always possible at 100%. We're not monks. And I'm sure even monks have moments where they're not totally relaxed. What I'm saying is 
overall, intentionally, you want your body to feel as relaxed as possible. You don't want anxiety, depression, and trauma to show up each time you try to interact with someone who is not willing nor ready to have a non-threatening conversation. Because a non-threatening conversation, uh, they do not lead to physical harm. They do not lead to being calling out of your name, being called out of your name. And they do not lead to the person stealing your partner, right? Like that, those are, those are threatening conversations. <laughs> non-threatening conversations do not lead to that. When you're having a clarity conversation, and such conversations can happen with those who are willing to admit accountability, be transparent and vulnerable. I promise the conversation won't take as long as you may think. 15 minutes tops. If everyone is being honest, right? If we're being, if we're not being honest, we're not, we're not, we're not really saying what we need to say or la la la. It could take three hours. It could take all day. It could take a week. It could take a year, right? Been there, done it. Whew. Okay. I know this episode got into some vulnerable and maybe even uncomfortable places. You may be looking at your tribe and thinking about those who you need to have clarity conversations with. And even maybe thinking there are some relationships that, you know, you need to let go of. I support it. I have done it. I've done it in the past. And it definitely hurts at first, right? You may even feel embarrassed that another relationship has ended. However... After you get through that, you will have less symptoms of anxiety and confusion, depression, and reenacting trauma. Who doesn't want that? Right? Okay, loves. You got this. I hope this was helpful. If you want to hear more on this topic, reach out. Let me know. I want to answer your questions. If you need advice, reach out to me and I can answer on the show. Okay, bye. Thank you, loves, for listening to this week's episode. If you're enjoying the show, it'd be really great if you could please rate and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Soirees and Therapy. To learn more about the services I offer, visit soireesandtherapy.com. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer, please send your question to Dantea at soireesandtherapy.com. The answer might just become an episode. Don't take it personal. I just want to be all alone and you think I treat you wrong. Okay.